can't tell here. I'm the host of Mommy Talk, and you're tuning into the 21st episode. Man, May was hectic in terms of family and work for me. I broke out. Um, pimples were popping up all over my face, y'all. So last week, I used it as a much-needed break uh, just to regroup and reset but I missed hopping on here. I missed sharing my thoughts and my experiences. Um, but the thing that I missed most of all was concluding May's month-long topic of honoring those that have played a role in, I guess, molding me um, to be the mother that I am today. Um, so if you were listening um, the first of the month, I had my kiddos on. Taylor and Brooklyn were on. They joined me that episode. Uh, then my grandmother came on a few episodes later. Um, about two weeks ago, I talked about my mental health during pregnancy as well as um, postpartum and just, you know, the importance of being intentionable, attention, intentional about things. Um, I was, you know, just like in a slump of somewhat and I had to teach myself how to intentionally um, make something of the day or be intentional about just being positive about, you know, some of the little things. Um, I really wanted my mom to be a part of the lineup in May and just, of course, honoring those that have played a role um, in molding me. Like I said, um, she for sure has um, played a a significant role, but y'all, my mom was not having it. She does listen to every episode, but she's just not for like talking in front of an audience. Um, however, let me take a moment. Let me take a minute to just say thank you, mom, for being an amazing role model. Um, your support, your sacrifice over the years um, and, you know, the the sacrifice and, and support that you continue to give um, is such a significant part of my life and um, the kids life as well as Eric's life. So thank you so much for just being a great example of a mom. Um, Now, before I go on, let me go ahead and remind you of this week's show sponsor, Cool Moms Club. Cool Moms Club is a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price. From teas to wine glasses and totes and hoodies, shop all things mom life at thecoolmomsclub.com and receive free shipping on all orders, $50 or more. Now, um, it's time for Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, This is the segment of the show where I will share um, the following three statements and at the end of today's show, reveal what's what. Um, So here they are. The first one is my favorite holidays are those in the summer. So Memorial Day, Juneteenth, the 4th of July. Um, the second statement is date night with Eric. Uh, this week consisted of a city drive. And then the third thing um, is this summer, I want to visit the Grand Canyon. So again, three statements, try to figure out what's the truth and what's the lie. The first one, my favorite holidays are those in the summer, uh, Memorial Day, Juneteenth and the 4th. Um, And then date night this week with Eric uh, was us driving around the city. And the last is this summer I want to visit the Grand Canyon. So stick around and you'll hear which is true and what's the lie. All right, y'all. So if you did not know, um, I am the only child. So growing up. As the only child, I watched a lot of TV. Um, My favorite cartoons growing up were Bugs Bunny, The Smurfs. Oh my gosh, I I love The Smurfs. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Jim. Do you you guys remember Jim and the Holograms? I feel like this was not a nationally syndicated show because 
Some people I ask about gym, they have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, it was a show. It was kind of like Barbie and um, her name was Jim and she had this band. They were called the Holograms and then they're like um, the villains of, of the show were the misfits and they would be really mean to them. But anyways, yeah, I, I loved Jim. Um, she would the show would only come on on Saturdays and it was like super, super early. So maybe, maybe that's another reason why people didn't know, um, about Jim, but I loved her. I loved her. I loved Tom and Jerry. Um, as for sitcoms, I had a number of faves too. So I definitely loved the Cosby show, different world, fresh Prince of Bel-Air, good times, family matters. Um, I love seeing, families that that look like mine on TV and I even more love seeing how the kids on the show were raised um I would take note of like the parents I I would wonder if I would be that type of mom growing up you know uh Claire Huxable on the Cosby show for example she was so fierce she was loving down to earth yet she did not play um, she was a mom that, that I looked up to. Her character was really well developed. Um, you know, she was a, she was a loving mom. She was a loving wife. Um, she had a great career. She also had really good style. She was never frumpy. Um, she always knew how to work like a, a power suit coming from work. Um, or she would wear just a classic top and bottom while chilling at home. Um, but you know, hair was laid, face was beat, like she was just, you know, very well put together. Um, one of my favorite episodes of the Cosby show was when Vanessa snuck out the house. I th- I think she either snuck out the house or she told her parents that she was going to like one of her friends houses for a sleepover or to study or something. Um, either way she lied and she ended up, um, hanging out with her boyfriend, Jeremy. And, um, it was just such a fun episode. Um, because I remember, uh, Claire, like being the disciplinary of, the show of, um, the disciplinary, um, during this episode and her confronting again, like Vanessa and, um, the boyfriend. I remember like when she found out, I think Rudy, the youngest daughter told her or let on to the fact that Vanessa may have lied, but she like immediately went to Cliff. The husband told him we need to rearrange um the sofa so when she comes in the house the first thing she sees is our face um because we I want to see um just how she looks when I ask her where exactly you were something along those lines so they like completely rearranged the the um the living room and they stayed up all night to wait till she got home um from her so-called friend's house but Either way, I just love that episode and I just remember thinking, um, would I be this type, would I be that type of mom? Um, One of my favorites, again, um, to this day, and now it makes me think even more how I would react if my daughter lied about being out with her boyfriend. I think I would for sure have no problem um, not only rearranging the family room to see, to see her reaction when she comes home um but also rearranging her bedroom um taking out just everything in there um leaving her only with a mattress and that's it that's what you get when you lie um another tv mom i loved and i watched closely growing up was aunt viv so 
Aunt Viv, well, I love the original Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince. Uh, this was the one that actually had speaking parts. The new Aunt Viv, she was, I don't know, she was kind of weird to me. She seemed like an extra or something. I, I don't recall much about her. Um, but the old Aunt Viv, um, I loved her. She was a great mom. Um, she nurtured not only her children, but also her sister's son, Will, um, as well. So she was career focused. Uh, she was an equal to her husband. I love watching this episode uh, where she was like finding herself again almost. I think the family was celebrating her 40th or 50th birthday. It was, it was definitely like a big milestone birthday. And she decided she wanted to like possibly go back to work as a college professor. And then she changed her mind. She was like, oh no, maybe I'll take up dance again. Um, so she went to like this dance class with like all of these like young um, women who were able to, you know, really keep up with the routine and kick these high kicks and just do like this like super intense, um, you know, very um, fast-paced routine. And um, and it was just, she was just trying to figure out like what she wanted to do with her life. I, I just really liked that episode because it was about her. It was about finding herself. You know, she spent all of these years devoted to her family and giving to her family. Now she wanted to kind of invest in her and invest in, in finding what she wanted to do again. So, um, I thought that that was cool. She was a stay home mom. Um, but she was always looking fly again in, in her loungewear. Um, just like Claire Huxtable, um, you know, her hair was laid, her face was beat. And I think it was just important to see that, you know, although she was at home for like majority of the day, she intentionally dressed as though she was like going out each day um, as the others in in her family. She wasn't in like a bathrobe all day or she didn't have her hair all over her head or in a bonnet. Um she, you know, got herself together each day. Um, this was the same for Harriet on Family Matters. Do you guys remember Family Matters with Steve Urkel? Well, Harriet, the mom on the show, um, she was a stay-at-home mom. Um, she was devoted to her family. She would help with the school projects. She would make home-cooked meals. Um, she would deliver jokes all the time. She was very witty. Um, and it just was to remind everyone, I felt like in the, in the family that, you know, life's not that serious. Uh, she, and she kind of showed like life is what you make of it. Not only was she raising her kids, but she was also the caregiver to her mother-in-law. Um, so Carl's mom was also, you know, there in the house, um, with them. And, you know, she welcomed her. This lady was just overall loving. She welcomed everyone in her house, including her annoying neighbor, Steve Urkel. And I remember watching the show, um, time and time and, and just wondering, would I be that patient as a mom? Um, could I deal with three kids could I deal with the husband, the mother-in-law, even the sister and the nephew? They also stayed there. And, you know, this clumsy behind neighbor coming in the house every day, messing up my house. You know, that that's a lot. That's a bit much, right? Um, this is why I love watching her, though. She was, she was very impressive on how she handled different circumstances and, and instances. I, I just liked her character in the show. Now, Different World, that was a show about student life at a HBCU. Um, so there wasn't like a main character that was a mom on there. Um, but there were episodes of the students' moms visiting and checking in on on their kids, right? So if you watch the show, do you guys remember Dwayne Wayne's mom? 
So Patti LaBelle, the singer, she um, played the part of Dwayne Wade's mom. And she was like the very pushy mom um, that just loved her son. Um, In her eyes, he could do no wrong. Um, She hated his girlfriend, Whitney, however. Um, In fact, I think she called her Miss Thing. So she showed up with all this home cooked you know, home cooked food, um, that was like perfectly portioned out and packaged for him to store in the freezer and just eat, you know, whenever it was just all of this good food, all of his favorite, you know, dishes she made. And I just loved the way she loved her son. Um, I love the effort she made to show him how special he was. And I loved how she reminded him that her love could never be recreated, um, especially by his little girlfriend. So, of course, having a boy <laughs> makes me think how I will handle him dating and falling in love. You know, will I be like Miss Wayne, skeptical of any girl that comes his way, or would I just let him be? Odds are, knowing the type of person I am. I am definitely questioning every girlfriend two and three times before I even acknowledge her as the girlfriend. Um, Growing up though, these TV shows again, or these TV moms were, were very influential. You know, their personalities, their style, their, um, their independence, their no-nonsense attitudes, um, you know, they did not play, but they were just so down-to-earth and relatable. Um, their unconditional love for their kids, for their husbands, for others, um, and just plain dopeness. Like, they were all so dope in their own way. It just made a very um, lasting impression, I felt, um, over like, you know, it's been like 20, 30 plus years later. And I still remember like specific details about them each. And I, I think that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, that's just how much influence I think that they um, had, perhaps not just me, but others as, as well. So who were some of your favorite TV moms um, while growing up? I would love to know. Reach out, let me know, um, because I just, I, I think that that's fun. Um, as I said, just growing up, seeing these different shows and now comparing, I guess, like your parenting style to, to theirs or even just thinking about like maybe certain situations that your kids um, happen to be in and thinking like, oh my gosh, that's the same thing that happened to Laura Winslow or (laughs) the same thing that happened to um, Denise Huxtable. Um, Let me know again, like who were some of your favorite TV moms? Although these were like fictional characters, um, I do compare myself to these moms um, sometimes so but what I most what I'm most interested in I guess I should say is hearing from my kids so like their opinions of me and the mom I am so like the first time I asked them hey what type of mom um, am I they didn't really understand what I was asking. I think Brooklyn said, you're an old mom. Um, y'all, yes, she is always throwing some type of shade. Um, but anyways, after like listing a few adjectives they could choose from, like caring, fun, bad, mean, um, energetic, loving, annoying, etc. Taylor said that um, he was like, oh, you're smart in your understanding. Um, And Brooklyn said I was nice and pretty. Um, And so I started to ask them, I don't know, like every other month or um, maybe even, you know, um, 
even more like um, on occasion than that. Like, I just wanted to see their their answers, see if they had changed. Um, and if so, you know, why? Was it something that I did? Was it something that they're now into? Um, perhaps something that they now see that they didn't see before? Like, you know, maybe they're older now or whatever the case may be. Um, I just think it was a great way to learn how my kids felt about me and, and how they think of me and and how do they just what words they use to describe me. Um, so the latest is Taylor says I'm a cool mom and Brooklyn says I'm a fun mom. Um, now I think Taylor got I'm a cool mom from just Sammy always working on cool moms club stuff and um, every time even like a package comes um, he he says oh is that for cool moms club or um, he'll ask am I are you working on something for cool moms club like he just he knows that that's definitely like my passion and and that's that's my work Um, whereas Brooklyn Brooklyn, I've been playing Candyland and Match uh, with her like at least like once a day now. Uh, we'll play like a game or two. And so I think for her, like she looks as me, look at me as like her, her little playmate now. Um, so I'm a fun mom um, is, pro- is likely why she refers to me or she used that adjective. Either way. Um, again, I just love learning how they, how the kids think of me and, and what words they use to describe me. So you guys should do it. You should ask your kids, um, Hey, what kind of mom am I And and give them like, you know, just like some examples, but don't say like all good adjectives and don't say all bad ones, you know, of course, mix it up. Um, and just, <laughs> just, um, wait to see what they answer with it. It'll be a fun exercise. But before you do that, I want to ask you, what type of mom do you think you are? Um, and when I say the type of mom, I mean like those that are, um, a part of, I guess, like more like formal descriptions of parenting. So these are the ones that have been defined by psychologists Um, and there was this article, I think I read on, um, imom.com, um, that created these nine different types of moms. Um, and it was based off a personality test. And if you're interested, you can definitely find it on online, um, in terms of the tests to see what best aligns with like your personality and, um, see, you know, what type of mom you are according to these this group of psychologists um, I'm gonna read off the nine as um, as well as like some of the definitions um, and like the cons of these not of the nine so here we go the first is the perfectionist so this person has like the most organized life they um, they think of mom or think of the mom that has like the color-coded calendar um, listing everyone's activities. So, you know, red would be Brooklyn's activities and blue is Taylor's activities and green is the family activities. And, you know, you just have this huge poster or um, calendar poster board on um, somewhere in like a a common location, um, probably in like the kitchen or something. And you are able to, to see like what's coming up, if there's any schedule conflicts, how to move things around. Like that's that mom. She's the perfectionist. She loves providing security and stability, um, with tidiness. So, not only does she have like that type of calendar, but she also has like all of the toys organized, um, like all of the cars go in this bin, all of the dinosaurs go here. Um, she is just that 
very tidy and organized mom. The cons of that, as you can imagine, um, it's too much pressure on herself and sometimes her family to do things a certain way. So um, like I said, she may have like bins for certain, you know, to categorize certain toys. So the dinosaurs go here, the toys or the cars go here, um, and the Legos go here. Um, and it becomes challenging for her to do things out of her normal routine. Not just that, but because she's so organized and she's developed this system that may make sense to her, it also, it may hinder her kids, um, like their imagination, or it may hinder like, um, things that they may want to do, um, to, organize themselves. For example, instead of putting all the cars in one bin and dinosaurs in another bin, they may say, I want to put all of the blue stuff in this bin or all of the red stuff in this bin. So not allowing like the kids to kind of come up with their own little system or their own um, way of, of organizing themselves definitely would be a con of a perfectionist mom. Another type of mom is the giver. So, of course, she loves feeling needed um, and therefore constantly puts others' needs in front of hers. Um, however, that can also be a con. So, <laughs> she um, she's always putting others' needs in front of hers. And um, later, she can resent the fact of not having something of her own. Um, she spent so much time doing for others that she didn't really focus or really didn't give um, time to do something on her own or have something on her own um, because many times she's interrupted her plans for others. Um, and I feel like this happens a lot um, with us just being a mom, you know, we may have something going on, we may be reading, we may be watching one of our favorite shows, or just on the phone talking to a friend, and a kid comes in and says, mom, I can't find this, or mom, I have, I need this, and immediately you just like pop up and say, you know, if you're on the phone, hey girl, let me call you right back, I gotta go help such and such, or you may pause your show to, um, you know, go help your child or uh, whatever the case may be. And I think for me, um, I was doing this <laughs> until I really became conscious of it, more conscious of it. And I started to teach the kids like, hey, if I'm on the phone, unless it's an emergency, don't interrupt or um if I'm watching TV, I have taught them how to say, excuse me, mommy, can you ABC, whatever. Um, and I, I just think that's important for them to understand urgency. Like not everything needs to be handled right that minute. Okay. I do not need to pause my show to help you find your iPad charger. That's your responsibility. Um, the next type of mom is the achiever. So this mom is extremely goal oriented. She's driven to exceed her child's expectations of just being a good mom. And additionally, she gives lots of energy to raising them. Now, the con of this is her family can become tired of her doing the most <laughs> all the time. So her children can also feel pressured to meet her expectations. So this is definitely me. Definitely um, when I read her family can become tired of her doing the most <laughs> um, all the time. Um, that's me. I am that mom who loves to go all out, um, particularly for holidays um, and sometimes it can be very annoying when I look back and think like about, you know, how I want them to stand for pictures or how I want them 
to um, have this type of breakfast um, for Valentine's Day, like little heart-shaped pancakes or whatever it may be. Like I, I again, am that mom that does the most and, and it can be very annoying um, now that I think about it as a child. Um, the next one is the romanticist. So she is affectionate, she's sensitive, um, she's empathetic, and she just has a lot of creativity. She encourages this among the kids as well. Um, Now the con to this is that she can be moody because she has so many emotions. So one minute she's very affectionate um, and the next minute she may be very creative and pushing them or urging them to have that same creativity as well. Um, That could be a a con for sure. The next one is the investigator. Um, This mom is part thinker and inventor. So she exposes her child to like new ideas and she loves to see them learn. Um, However, she does struggle with emotions and she struggles with detaching um, them from her family's emotional needs. So she may um, be going through something and it's hard for her to, I guess, like compartmentalize um, what she's going through um, versus what her family may need at that time. So that is definitely a con um, for the investigator. The next one is the loyalist. So she's dependable. She's hardworking. She focuses on creating a secure and a nurturing home. Um, One of her talents is working effective through problems. Like she's a really good problem solver. And so this one um, is interesting the con for this one is the mom she's always she she prides herself on being like the problem solver however she doesn't allow her child to learn how to you know find solutions on their own so um they're not able to like learn through you know taking risk um instead of you know like acceptable risk Um, nothing that's like, you know, like threatening or anything like that, but, um, things that are like, you know, acceptable or bearable. And, um, instead of those type of risks, they instead are learning how to, you know, they're learning through her and the risks that she's taking and, um, the, um, solutions that she is providing and offering, um, Another mom type is the enthusiast. So this mom is spontaneous. She is outgoing. She's adventurous. Um, She has a very big personality and she loves um, in a very optimistic way. Um, She's always looking, you know, for the positive in in different situations. Um, But the con, on the other hand, is the fun side of her can overshadow her responsibilities, um, particularly when it comes to like serious things and, and what the family really needs. So while, you know, she comes up with all of these like fun activities and just like on the spot, hey, let's try this, let's do this. Um, she may forget <laughs> that, you know, they're, um, little Johnny needs to be home so he can finish his science project in time or little Susan um, needs to go to tutoring Um, instead she may choose like oh we're gonna go here for a quick little ice cream treat or whatever Um, so I think again that's interesting too because as that mom you do want to have like some fun surprises but I guess there's just like a balance in um when you you know want to surprise the kids or when you want to do something fun you just got to make sure that the other things um that are 
super important or taken care of. The next one is the challenger. Um, so this mom has no problem fighting for the people she loves. She is confident, often in control, and teaches her her children to be this way as well. And the con is that she can sometimes be the helicopter mom. So she hovers over the kids more um, than need be. So I think I'm definitely this mom. Um, I try not to be. But I just want to make sure that no one's like bullying my kids. I want to make sure that no one's taking advantage of my kids. And this is definitely a con um, for sure. You know, you want to make sure that your kids are learning, you know, when they're in a situation, how to get out of that situation. So instead of me just like popping in, being like, hey, everything okay over here? I don't, I don't want no problems. Um, they need to learn how to get out of those situations or how to handle those situations, um, what to say, what to do. Um, so that's something I'm working on. I definitely don't want to be a helicopter mom, but I don't want nobody messing with my kids either. Uh, the next mom type, and this is the last one, number nine, the peacemaker. So this mom is easygoing. She's accepting um, while providing a warm and stable home to support her family. And the con to this is that she chooses peace over disciplining her kids. So instead of like you know trying to find out like what's going on, why are they screaming? Um, what is the issue instead of like, you know, maybe somebody needs time out, maybe, I don't know, somebody needs to be talked to. She just instead chooses the peaceful way. So maybe she says, Hey, you know what? You guys just need to go take a nap or you guys need to go play on your tablets, whatever the case may be. She's not really being a part or really playing um, a true role in disciplining the kids. So that is the con there. Um, So what do you guys think? What do you think? What type of mom do you think you are? As I said, I pointed out, I'm definitely the challenger. Um, I have no problem fighting people over my kids. And um, I think I'm also the, the achiever. Um, I'm extremely goal oriented. Um, I do have high expectations for my kids and, and like it said, um, the con is just, you know, doing the most (laughs) all the time. So that is definitely me. Um, I also think sometimes I'm the investigator when I read that, you know, part thinker, part inventor. Um, however, the con is that I have problems or I struggle with detaching my emotions from my family's emotional needs. So I, you know, may have like a bad day and um, I struggle with not letting what I'm going through seep into what my family needs. So I may like um, kind of take out my bad day on them, you know, whether it's just being short with the kids and Eric or not really being present in what they're doing, um, particularly when they're asking me questions and I just don't feel like being bothered. Um, those are the times where I definitely kind of just or don't allow myself to detach those emotions um, from my emotions from what they need at the time. Um, But again, I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear what you think your parenting type is um, within these these nine that I listed. Um, Because I just, again, just think that this stuff is so interesting. It helps us to become better moms. It helps us to even, I think, also become better people. Um, 
you know, you're able to explain to others like your parenting type in terms of like your your kids teachers or their caregivers um, so that they can understand like, oh, OK, you're this type of mom. This is maybe how I need to communicate with you or this is um, maybe why little Johnny acts this way because you're this type of mom. Um, so I, again, just think that it's interesting to know um just different things like that about your personality and and what makes up um, the behaviors that you may um, have. Moral of the story, I think, (laughs) or today's lesson, I I guess, um, is while it's great to imagine or compare, you know, your your parenting style um, as to one that you may have seen on TV. Um, it's important to note that it's it's just TV. So those styles are written for the made-up characters and the way that they handle each situation is also written. You know, like they write these episodes um, and some of the things that the kids get into are, you know, they're written. Um, so continue to do you, boo. Um, You don't have to compare yourself or, you know, get even on yourself of why you're not like Claire or why you're not like Harriet or Aunt Viv or um, Flo from from good times, like whatever, whoever it is you compare yourself to, um, do you. You continue being the best mom that you possibly can be to your kids um like i said learn what type of parenting you are find out like the cons of being that type of parent and just work on that um now let's get into this week's truth and a lie i said before um these three statements the first one was my favorite holidays are in the summer Um, So Memorial Day, Juneteenth, and the 4th. Um, Last week or this week, um, my date night with Eric consisted of a city drive around the town. And the last one is this summer, I want to visit the Grand Canyon. So which of those do you think is true and what do you think is the lie? So if you said my favorite holidays are those in the summer, Memorial Day, Juneteenth, and the 4th, um, if that was true, that is incorrect. It's actually the lie for this week. Um, those are not my <laughs> my favorite holidays, um, although I do like them. But my problem is that the summer in Florida, it's just so hot. It's so unbearable. Um, sometimes it's too hot to even enjoy um, the holidays like you are looking for like to be indoors and then when you're indoors you're not able to do as much of course Um, but um, you know so cookouts are of course in the summer they tend to be outside but it just it's just too hot you know sometimes in Florida particularly like Juneteenth and the 4th of July like it is so hot it's so unbearable um here in the sunshine state like it is it can get up to like three digit um temperatures it's it's just super super hot um so that is definitely the lie my favorite holidays is definitely those that are like fall winter so course Halloween Thanksgiving Christmas New Year's those are my favorite favorite holidays um I just love the time with the family I love the kids like just having like that whimsical or magical um time of the year I I just love that for sure those are by far my favorite um that means date night with Eric consisted of a city drive so that is true But let me tell you, it was not intentional for us to only drive around the town. So we had planned um, to go to um, the spot for like live music. And um, we get there. 
we go inside and there's not anyone like at you know to take like our cover um instead there was this lady she saw us walk in and she was like oh you guys can just go upstairs or whatever and so you know we hear music and we're like oh okay i guess there's no cover maybe we got there too late or something who knows so we go upstairs go inside the place you know turn the corner to go inside the like the room where the live music was taking place and there was no one in um there was no one in the room it was it was the band playing and it was one girl sitting at a table with um like a cute little dress on um however they had like all of these like vip tables set up the um they had someone at the bar but he looked like he was like you know either preparing for the the rush or cleaning up we couldn't really tell so we sat there for like maybe like 10 minutes just like bopping our heads to the band and um I was like oh you know let's we should go get a drink so we head downstairs to get a drink um, because there was a bar multiple locations um, the one upstairs, like I said, the guy looked like he was like busy doing something. And since there was no one in there, it's not like we were going to lose our seats. So we we're like, all right, we'll just go downstairs, go downstairs, walk up to the bartender behind the bar. And we're like, hey, um, can we get a drink? And she looks at us completely annoyed and it's just like, we're closed. And we're like, oh, okay um so we turn around and we try to find somebody else because we're like maybe she didn't understand us like the music is you know kind of loud um but we're walking like towards the door um because we're like completely embarrassed of the fact that we're just like sitting in this near empty room the only person was like i said the girl in the dress bopping as though you know we're we're here for a show so we're trying to like like I said get out the the place as quickly as possible as quickly as possible because it's so embarrassing and we see um someone who's working there and um ask him hey are you guys closed and he's like oh yeah we're closed because no one showed up and it and the way that he said it is like duh don't you guys know that so we leave get in a car and we just drive around town um on the way home but we just thought it was so funny because we later realized that we were basically listening to a band that was practicing so the band was still there but we did notice that like they weren't like finishing the songs like they were just like playing like maybe um the hook and then they would go like you know take like a little rest and then go on to another song but we we're still sitting there like popping like I said they were um they were practicing we were just sitting there um listening to them practice so that is true um that we ended up just driving around town that was our date night and then the other truth for this week is I really do want to visit the Grand Canyon so I saw pictures of one of my Facebook friends um, they went to the Grand Canyon with their family and it was just so, so pretty. Um, I never had a desire before. I've seen other pictures of the Grand Canyon, but for whatever reason, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. We need to go there. I told Eric and he's like, oh, we should make it a road trip. Now that I was not down for. I cannot be in a car for that long. We live in Florida to drive to Arizona to to the Grand Canyon absolutely not I could I cannot do it so I'm thinking like we just fly there stay maybe like two three days I I don't even know what there is to do in Arizona you know outside of seeing the Grand Canyon and I feel like you just hike look down see oh yep it is indeed a hole and go back I I like I said I don't know what you what else you can do there but um but I would love to go this summer so I'll keep you guys posted on that um but yeah those are the truths and the lie for this week 
Um, oh, one more thing before I go, because I did get somebody slide up in my DMs asking, what did I get for Mother's Day? So a few weeks ago, I was telling you guys about like kind of what I'm into, um, as well as like what are like some of the gifts that I wanted or I was looking forward to for Mother's Day. And for Mother's Day, I did get some stocks. Um, so I, I did say that I wanted to um, I wanted to get some, some stocks, um, and Eric, um, got me some to diversify my portfolio. So that was nice. And then he got me gift cards. I got a gift card. I got a Skims gift card by some new panties and bras. And I got one more gift card. I think it was to Zara. That's like one of my favorite, favorite stores. Um, they have really good jeans. Their jeans fit me well. But yeah, it was a very good um, Mother's Day. I spent it, of course, with the kids. I spent it with my mom as well. We had brunch at her house. Um, and then we, um, my mom and dad, as well as my grandma, came over to our house and I prepared dinner for them so it was a very good mother's day so thank you for asking how my mother's day was it it was really good and and that's what i got um all right y'all so that is it for this week thank you guys so much for listening um i'm so excited for june we have a couple really good topics um i'm excited about um one in particularly is budgeting so we're like halfway through 2021 i can't believe it so crazy but um at the top of the year i was talking about or listing some of folks like top new year's resolutions and um among that list was saving money so we are going to check in to see how much money you guys have saved and if it's none that's bad but it's also not the worst. You still have six more months. So I figured we can talk about budgeting and hopefully um, have you guys start implementing um, those habits um, and allowing you to save up at least some money by the end of 2021 um, so that you can at least say that you completed your goal or um, you at least got halfway to your goal or even a quarter to your goal, whatever it may be, um, you can at least say you, you accomplished something. Um, so yeah, we have that going on in June and just, like I said, a couple other, um, topics that'll be really great. So make sure you guys subscribe to mommy talk so that you receive your notifications when new episodes are up and ready. Um, You guys have an amazing week. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay cool. Bye.